The Garbage Hour is brought to you by not giving a shit. It's something I'm really working on. They took her post off Facebook Cause some men thought it was rude But she still got a thing or two to say To all those shitty dudes here on the garbage hour Don't take it personally As we smash the patriarchy here on the garbage, here on the garbage, here on the garbage hour. Welcome to the Garbage Hour. I continue to be Megan McGuire. We are in the final countdown of my 30-day Facebook ban, and to celebrate on Tuesday, Facebook got me some new expanded community standards. As a part of their effort to improve their reputation post-congressional hearing, post-Cambridge Analytica, post-dissemination of fake news, post-Mark Zuckerberg's face, they are trying to show how they plan to crack down on hate speech, fake news, and, you know, like planning military coups on Facebook. The system makes public the secret guidelines they use to judge whether or not a post was allowed to stay up and expands upon a lot of the sections of their community standards. It also puts a system in place in which you can appeal your post removals. Unfortunately, if you have already had your account activity suspended, you can't join the appeals process. I have learned, just unless it's very hard to find, which also wouldn't surprise me. I like to think they released this after getting annoyed with my daily messages for two weeks asking for access to my Facebook account back. But it probably has more to do with, like, literally everything about them. Well, I mean, let's just dive in. What do these updated community standards say? Well, of course I copy and pasted them to read them aloud to you here. I've done this before, but now there's so much more to read in a mocking British accent. Um, so I'm just gonna read and talk about Facebook's new community standards and talk about if they really accomplish what Facebook wants them to accomplish or if they accomplish anything at all. <clears throat> Every day, people come to Facebook to share their stories, see the world through the eyes of others, and connect with friends and causes. The conversations that happen on Facebook reflect the diversity of a community of more than 2 billion people communicating across, across countries and cultures and in dozens of languages, posting everything from text to photos and videos. Um, so far, this all checks out, I guess. There's nothing bananas to be said here. Uh, great. Uh, we recognize how important it is for Facebook to be a place where people feel empowered to communicate. Oh, I'm listening. And we take our role in keeping abuse off our service seriously. Okay. That's why we have developed a set of community standards that outline what is and is not allowed on Facebook. Our standards apply around the world to all types of content. They... <laughs> Here we go. They're designed to be comprehensive. For example, content that may not be considered hate speech may still be removed for violating our bullying policies. Okay, so I guess we need to take our first real pause here to explain 
why this may be a little bit problematic. I guess first and foremost, it's a good thing that they are recognizing that their hate speech net is catching some not very hateful fishies. But the problem with casting this wide net is that it makes hate speech and not hate speech equivalent. While their purpose is to not let any hate speech slip through the cracks, I'm mixing my metaphors, whatever, life is meaningless, it ends up equating innocuous speech with hate speech and punishing people on the same level as hate speech. Further, when things that are not considered hate speech get taken down and the original poster tries to explain what they were saying in a well-thought-out, I don't know, podcast or post, that post should not be taken down for the same violations. When people point out the flaws in your system, maybe it isn't a great time to double down on those flaws. It's good that Facebook's community standards are comprehensive, but from everything I've seen, they seem pretty unevenly enforced. I'm not saying Facebook should be like a free-for-all, but also this just feels like a way to cover their asses a little bit. Okay, the goal of our community standards is to encourage expression and create a safe environment. We base our policies on input from our community. Oh my goodness, so maybe this whole thing will be based on my 20 emails. Ooh, here's hoping. And from experts in fields such as technology and public safety. Our policies are also rooted in the following principles. Ooh, they've got principles. Looks like they looked at a university mission statement. <laughs> okay, first principle. Safety. People need to feel safe in order to build community. We are committed to removing content that encourages real-world harm, including but not limited to physical, financial, and emotional injury. So does that include boycotts if it's financial injury? Or is it just like, we're going to steal your money? I don't know. It's vague. Facebook should be a safe space is the point. Okay, second principle. Voice. Now we are really getting into it. Our mission is all about embracing diverse views. We err on the side of allowing content, even when some find it objectionable, unless removing that content can prevent a specific harm. Oh boy, okay, so this feels in direct opposition to the thing they said like a couple of paragraph breaks ago about removing content that is not considered hate speech under the hate speech rules. So... If you err on the side of allowing content that some find objectionable, then I don't understand. I truly cannot comprehend why my post about men and garbage was taken down. I'm not calling for violence against men. I was simply pointing out that we should stop allowing shitty men in power and then ex later explaining what I meant when I said that. All this to say, I don't think Facebook can have it both ways here. You know, we take down all bullying posts, whether they're hate speech or not, and we err on the side of letting posts that some find objectionable stand. Those seem a little bit in direct opposition to me, that we're going to take down all of these posts to... We're going to take down all of these posts to prevent any kind of bullying, but in general, we let posts stand like also I find it weird that they've made a point of phrasing it as content some find objectionable like they're 
covering their bases because they can't they can't themselves decide what is and isn't objectionable but it also puts all the onus of objectionable content on the person who is offended not on the original poster it's a weird way that we have to take responsibility for other people's bigotry also the word objectionable is hard to say okay moreover At times, we will allow content that may otherwise violate our standards if we feel that it is newsworthy, significant, or important to the public interest. Okay, fine. Whatever. So that's why Milo Yiannopoulos still has a Facebook page. Okay, the third one. Equity. (laughs) Okay. Our community is global and diverse. Our policies may seem broad, but that is because we apply them consistently and fairly. Okay. To a community that transcends regions, culture, and languages. As a result, our community standards can sometimes appear less nuanced than we would like, leading to an outcome that is at odds with their underlying purpose. For that reason, in some cases, when we are provided with additional context, we make a decision based on the spirit rather than the letter of the policy. Okay, so here we go. Again, so Facebook is laying out these community standards, but then saying that it's about the spirit of the rules more than the actual rules. And, like, which shitty white dude in a sweatshirt gets to decide which thing violates the spirit of the rules? Because while he's being offended about my garbage content, there are people who are saying truly shitty stuff on Facebook. And the problem is Facebook wants it both ways. They want their justification when they take down a post, but they also want to be able to cover their asses when they don't take down a truly hateful post because it slipped through the cracks or because they can't decide if it violates the spirit of the rule or not. Either you take down every post that calls any person garbage or you don't. And guess what, Facebook? You don't. Also, you make a point here uh, that... You make a point here that when you are provided with additional context, that might change your decision. Well, no, you don't do that. In my experience, additional context is not read. Anyway, everyone on Facebook plays a part in keeping the platform safe and respectful. We ask people to share responsibly, please share responsibly, and to let us know when they see something that may violate our community standards. We make it easy for people to start reporting potentially violent content, including pages, groups, profiles, individual content, and or comments for us to review. We also give people the option to block, unfollow, or hide people or posts so that they can control their own Facebook experience. The consequences for violating our community standards vary depending on the severity of the violation and a person's history on the platform. It goes one day suspension, three day suspension, seven day suspension, 30 day suspension. For instance, we warn someone for a first violation, that is true, but if they continue to violate their policies, we may restrict their ability to post on Facebook or disable their profile. We also may notify law enforcement when we believe there is a genuine risk of physical harm or direct threat to public safety. I'm sorry, this isn't the point, but I love the idea that the Chicago Police Department got a call from Facebook and they were like, you gotta look out for this Megan Maguire chick, she's bad news! Like, I know that's not what the contact law enforcement clause is about. Like, it's obviously about, like, actual danger and violence, but also maybe the Chicago Police Department is on standby outside my apartment. Or maybe those are just birds tweeting outside my window.
You guys, this is not related, but I mentioned birds and I just need as many people to know. I was walking home from physical therapy yesterday and a robin tried to poop on me. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> Our community standards, which we will continue to develop over time, serve as a guide for how to communicate on Facebook. It is in this spirit that we ask members of the Facebook community to follow these guidelines. Great, now let me back on Facebook. Okay, so though that was just the introduction, which is significantly longer than the introduction was, if you remember from the last time I read Facebook's community standards on this podcast. And now, also expanded, is the section on hate speech. So strap in, garbage monsters. We do not allow hate speech on Facebook because it creates an environment of intimidation and exclusion, and in some cases may promote real-world violence. Before I start being an asshole, let me just say, this is not a bad definition of hate speech. Oh, but things, good things can only last so long, am I right? We define hate speech as a direct attack on people based on what we call protected characteristics. Those are race, ethnicity, national origin, religious affiliation, sexual orientation, sex, gender, gender identity, or serious disability or disease. Okay, so I've said this before and I'm going to say it again and again and again and again and again and again until my gravestone reads had to explain privilege so much she died. These are all good characteristics to protect people based on, but the problem here is that this ignores the nuance of hate speech and privilege and identity. For example, under the umbrella of race, white is the norm, it's the privileged position. That's the way it's been constructed in our society. So attacking a person for being white while perhaps hurting that white person's feelings is not equivalent to and should not be equated to attacking a person for being black. Attacking a black person happens as a part of the history of enslavement, disenfranchisement, imprisonment, and attacks on black lives. It is another piece of the shitty quilt of American racism while attacking white people is an attempt to speak against this deeply entrenched system of racism. It's perhaps more nuanced than the Facebook community standards can encapsulate, but it's important to understand and recognize that difference. And uh, the oversimplification denies this systematic truth in our society. The same is true of other privileged voices, men, cis, Christian, able-bodied. Hating oppressed groups is stitched into the fabric of America. It's literally written into our founding documents. While the hating of privileged groups, while perhaps a gen generalization, is a reaction to centuries and centuries of oppression and silencing. So when we try to speak out against these groups, even in a joking or glib way, and we are silenced, then you are reinforcing the status quo, even if you have correctly defined hate speech in your community standards. So while it's great that Facebook wants to protect disenfranchised voices, maybe Mark Zuckerberg should go back to Harvard to take a gender or black studies class. We also provide some protection for immigration status. We define attack as violent or dehumanizing speech, statements of inferiority, or calls for exclusion or segregation. We separate attacks into three tiers of severity, as described below. Don't worry, everyone. We will get to that. 
Sometimes people share content containing someone else's hate speech for the purpose of raising awareness or educating others. Similarly, in some cases, words or terms that might otherwise violate our standards are used self-referentially or in an empowering way. When this is the case, we allow that content, but we expect people to clearly indicate their intent, which helps us better understand why they shared it. Where the intention is unclear, we may remove the content. So I'll give Facebook this. My first posts were unclear in their intention. Though now that I think of it, I'm going to start every Facebook post with, I am telling a joke now to repurpose the language of oppression against women. Joke commencing. Stop being surprised that men are garbage and start taking out the trash. Good joke ended. Please clap. End of post. So my first posts were standalone thoughts that can be viewed as hateful towards men. But my later posts, I put things in quotes, I contextualized, I was trying to raise awareness, or perhaps I was trying to use it in an empowering way. I very clearly thought that this was part of a larger conversation. But I can't do that. We allow humor and social commentary related to these topics. Do we? Is that what we do? Okay. In addition, we believe that people are more responsible when they share this kind of commentary using their authentic identity. Great. So, my name is Megan Elizabeth McGuire, and I believe that men are garbage. Ta-da! So, let's dive into these three tiers of hate speech. So, tier one attacks. Tier 1 attacks, which target a person or a group of people who share one of the above listed characteristics or immigration status, including all subsets except those described as having carried out violent crimes or sexual offenses, where attack is defined as any violent speech or support for death, disease, harm. Great. Don't threaten people. Good. Dehumanizing speech, including, but not limited to, reference or comparison to filth, bacteria, disease, or feces. Okay, so I figured it out. This is where my violations have been. I get it. But also, I really hope there is someone on Facebook calling someone like E. coli or streptococcus, and Facebook had to be like, no more calling people names based on bacteria. This is getting out of hand. And also, how can this be so weirdly specific while simultaneously lacking any nuance or self-awareness. <laughs> Reference or comparison to animals that are culturally perceived as intellectually or physically inferior. Reference or comparison to subhumanity. I feel like saying a group, a person or a group of people is subhuman should be higher than tier one, but here we are, I guess. Mocking the concept, events, or victims of hate crimes, even if no real person is depicted in an image. Designated dehumanizing comparisons in both written and visual form. Great. That's tier one. Tier two attacks. Tier two attacks, which target a person or group of people who share any of the above listed characteristics, where attack is defined as statement of inferiority implying a person or a group's physical, mental, or moral deficiency. Physical deficiency is includes, but is not limited to, deformed, underdeveloped, hideous, ugly. Mental deficiency includes, but not limited to, I don't say the R word, cretin, low IQ, stupid, idiot. Moral deficiency, including but not limited to slutty, fraud, cheap, free riders. Okay. I'm just, I, I don't know what to say about this. I guess I'll start by saying the false equivalency of words like deformed and most gallingly the R word with words like low IQ or cheap just like doesn't quite jive for me. 
Also, low IQ was taken directly from a Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> Expressions of contempt, including but not limited to, I hate blank, I don't like blank, blank are the worst. I don't like men, I'll say it. <laughs> Expressions of disgust, including but not limited to, gross, vile, disgusting, cursing at a person or a group of people who share protected characteristics. Okay, so a little bit I feel like tier two should be tier one. I don't know. I feel like suggesting a group of people are subhuman is worse. But also like putting these things into tiers like creates a weird hierarchy of hate speech where like some hate speech is definitely worse than others. But I don't know. I just, I just don't know. But also, and I've said it before, I, it just ignores, like, the nuances of saying these things about privileged groups. Like, I just don't understand how there was not a single person in that room who was like, hold on, you guys, I minored in women's studies, and we seem to be ignoring institutionalized power structures here. Also, I feel like when I say I hate men, I have a lot of evidence to back it up. And tier three attacks, which are calls to exclude or segregate a person or a group of people uh, based on the above listed characteristics. We do allow criticism of immigration policies and arguments for restricting those policies. So why, when my friend Elise reported a white supremacist group page, she was told that the page was fine? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, hmm? Content that describes or negatively targets people with slurs, where slurs are defined as com as words commonly used as insulting labels for the above listed characteristics. Great, don't call people names. Also, I also read on Refinery29 that, like I said earlier, the new standards will allow the poster to appeal their post's removal, but since men are a protected group, I'm not sure how well this will work out for me. So I rant and rave and write Facebook support sassy emails, not because I want to be able to get back to poking people, but because I think this is all bullshit. Facebook talks a really good game. They have some good points in here. They want to promote conversation and represent a diversity of voices. Great, then do that. The policy may look great on paper, but what really matters is what it looks like in action. And from where I sit, two-thirds of the way through a 30-day ban, it sure looks like Facebook is looking out for some voices over others. Garbage, garbage, oh, we got garbage up in here. And now for our weekly segment, Sifting Through the Trash, in which I find something in my trash can more qualified to be president than Donald J. Trump. Here I have half a pack of saltines that my friend left here after she spent a couple of days on my futon. Uh, these saltines, um, I cannot eat them, but uh, they are more qualified to be president than Donald J. Trump. Also, I think you could replace Mike Pence with a saltine and most people would not notice the difference. <sighs> Thank you for listening. Um, this was a bit of a self-indulgent Facebook rant, but also I think it's a conversation worth having. Um, 
Hmm. Heather, I will respond to your Facebook message in, what do we got? Eight days left? I think it's eight days. Um, the music for The Garbage Hour is written by Sean McGuire and Heather Grimm. The uh, purpose of The Garbage Hour was written by Facebook's now expanded community standards. And, you know, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, uh, all those things that uh, apparently you're supposed to ask for. Be nice to each other, I guess. Um, listen to women, believe women, trust women. Um, goodbye. Oh, oh my God, this may not have been an hour, but it was garbage. Oh, whew. That was a close one. <laughs> okay, for reals now, bye. Into the garbage, fly boy. <laughs>